Resuming. We heard. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy, Joe. I'm excited today, fellas. And to my other, other right, coming straight out of Krakoa, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do isn't very nice. And coming straight out of Compton? No, Compton. coming straight out of the Compton. other side of Krakoa, it's Marcus Newsom, the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did, did you say the Beast? That's fascinating. The Beast. Fascinating, yet provocative. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and knights, I'm very excited today because we have with us a very special guest, a gentleman that uh, myself and Joe, we met a couple weeks ago. We were really excited about him as an artist, and we were very excited about uh, his artistic project, that being the comic book Lightning Strike. Uh, so we wanted to introduce Marcus Newsom to all of you because Marcus is a fascinating person. He's an exciting person. He's a genuine person, authentic person, and hella talented. So we wanted to talk to Marcus and let him talk to all of us about Lightning Strike. Marcus, can you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself? I was born and raised in Compton, California. Um, I come from a family of 11. Uh, we moved around uh, almost every year, ever since I can remember we've been moving around. Um, <laughs> then we, we finally moved back to Compton when I was, um, I wanna say when I was 12 years old, then we stayed there until until now, uh, art uh, helped uh, art in you know, my brothers and stuff. They, they, uh, there was a big ins inspiration in my you know growth of me becoming an artist and me becoming a comic book person and me becoming, you know, the man that you see here today. Uh, I created a comic book based off my life. Uh, growing up in the city of Compton, during the time when Compton was known for the violence, the drugs, the gangs, and the, the police brutality. So uh, my, I can say my uh, my gift, my talent, my my art was rooted from uh, from the drama and my experience in growing up growing up in the midst of that. You know, I know that you've got a really great artistic style, and that's one of the things that I'll speak for myself drew me into, uh, you know, when, when we were walking through the booths, I saw your art up there and I was like, wow, that looks really good. Now, as far as that goes, uh, is that something, did you have a particular influence? Like, did your brothers teach you um, your artistic style or how'd you pick up your style? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I can say my brothers, uh, I don't you know, they, they haven't necessarily said draw like this or draw like that. 
but uh, I copied everything that they did. Um, my fondest memory is when we would sit, we would sit around the TV, and we would draw Ninja Turtles. <laughs> we would draw what we mm -hmm. saw on TV. <laughs> you know, Ninja Turtles was like our gods. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> that's all we used to draw. I remember, I remember I used to draw like box head. For some reason, I couldn't draw around for some reason. I was drawing these boxy Ninja Turtles. Um, then, you know, my, my oldest brother that that passed away, uh, he used to draw the these gangster looking characters, you know. Um, then as I, when I got older, um, somebody, I never noticed it, but somebody, somebody uh, mentioned that my style reminded, reminds them of, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Remember the homies, like the little the little toys yeah. and stuff. The homies, mm -hmm. yeah. You, you stick yeah. the quarter in a little toy to them out. I never noticed that, but my brother, all my brothers used to they used to buy those. We used to buy those things all the time, nice. you know. And I used to love seeing like the artwork. The little, I think at one time they came with a little, a little, uh, a little, uh, a little comic that was in there. I don't think it was a comic. It was just like. The, the characters in different environments and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember my brother used to draw them all the time. I never, I don't remember me actually drawing the characters, but I, I love the way they look. So yeah. I think, um, I think, you know, I was, I was influenced by that far as my style of how I draw. You know, I know how you just be around something for so long to where mm -hmm. it kind of just bleeds out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You know, one of the things that you mentioned is, you know, you used to move around a lot and, mm -hmm. you know, you're definitely a kindred spirit there. Um, I was locked into like a specific area because my dad was in the military. So, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of stayed close to home in Oceanside. But, you know, frequently what Joe and Alfonso talk about is, uh, you know, you, you develop an interesting perspective when you move around a lot. Uh, so do you feel like when you're writing lightning strike do you only pull in compton or do you pull in those other aspects of what you saw in those other areas definitely uh we stayed in uh like a lot of the a lot of the stories are going to be coming from when i stayed in uh watts we okay stayed in nickerson gardens uh and it was crazy it was like uh, the stuff that i i've seen there was crazy like you know like we got into a big brawl over football the first day we was there <laughs> the first day the guy sucker punched my brother in a football game and it was just went down after that <laughs> we yeah. fought literally from the football field all the way home <laughs> and then after that it was every every other week we was getting to like fights because it it's, it's a lot of us you know yeah. <laughs> it's, i have eight brothers yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we close too, so um, <laughs> we yeah we got into a lot lot in how me and my brothers are like with each other. We play to kill each other, like we want bragging rights when we go back in the house. So when we mm. play with other people, <laughs> we come with that same energy. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. don't get cracked. <laughs> yeah, don't get cracked. Probably even more. Man. Probably even more energy <laughs> towards right, somebody right, else. <laughs> you never go <laughs> in the end of a, end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say Watts definitely the projects definitely influenced a lot of what my story is gonna 
the stories that my my comic's going to tell. Nice, nice. You know, one thing that I really liked is, you know, like I was I was telling you when we initially met, uh, I worked in Compton for a while, mm -hmm. but the stories that you can tell from Compton oh, and yeah. the stories that I can tell are going to be very different, right? <laughs> and, and I feel like when when I was reading through like issue one and two, I almost felt like Compton is a character within itself. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you can't say like, oh, this is New York, or you can't even say it's Los Angeles. Like the way that you created it, the way that you create the landscape in Compton, it can't be anywhere else. Right. Did you did you think like when I'm creating this story, I want people to feel like there is no other place like Compton? Yes. Um, and that's funny that you say that, you know, how the, the environment is the character itself, because I literally wrote that first issue more. It was more of me getting a lot of stuff off my chest and like especially that that opening page where, you know, it, it gives you the rundown of his world. You know, that was like, I was literally spooling out like, like true stuff, like especially wow. in the part where uh, it says, I wake up to the sounds of gunshots and loud pitch melodies of the police sirens. I was talking about when my brother was killed. Like, mm -hmm. um, wow. yeah, yeah. So like that whole issue one, whole that whole book is more of an introduction, nice. you know, the introduction mm -hmm. to his world. You know, like I even got to the develop, the, the character development of him himself. That's mm -hmm. what's going to be even interesting. Let me ask you a question. Um, obviously, the show is called is called the Nerd World Order broadcast, and you know you talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little bit. Uh, do you consider yourself a nerd at all? <laughs> um, I don't think I'm a nerd, but I think I'm a geek. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm okay. a geek for Ninja okay. Turtles. Like uh, my okay. first time meeting uh, Kevin Eastman. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name right. Uh, yeah, you got it. My first yeah, time yeah, I met, met him. Um, <laughs> this is super embarrassing. Uh, I was helping out a friend. <laughs> I was helping out a friend, and and I was I passed him, and they was talking about. And I completely jumped in their conversation. I didn't even know who he was. I never <laughs> seen him in person. Super chill dude. Yeah, you know, I talked to him about a good a good hour. You know, then I went back to help my, help out with my friend. Uh, and at the time, my book wasn't even out. Then they announced him over the intercom that he'd be signing autographs. And I waited in line for almost two hours. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. I'm not going anywhere until I get to meet. <laughs> so I was on the phone with my brother and everything. I was like, hey, guess what? I'm going to meet. <laughs> That's cool. I got up there and I got my sketchbook. He did some drones in my sketchbook that he wasn't that he didn't really do to he did it to a, like no, I think I'm the only one out that out that line of people that actually he actually did uh it did like five drawings in my sketchbook that, that I have wow. in the boat right now. <laughs> oh wow, wow, that's cool. Yeah, he did five drawings like boom, 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 nice. boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Super cool yeah, guy, awesome. you know. I talked to I talked to him for a few minutes, then then I got kicked out the line. Gotta go. Yeah. So, which Ninja Turtle are you? Which Which one Ninja Turtle would you be? Uh, I'm a huge Michelangelo fan. Um, mm. So when you, like when you look at my uh, uh, my character, even like my character how he dressed, uh, uh, my character wears. Um, 
an orange hoodie, an orange hoodie, black pants, a blue lace, mm-hmm. uh, a blue, no, it's, it's a purple span on this on his Chuck Taylors, mm-hmm. and his, his backpack is green. Uh, but all those are the Ninja Turtle colors. Oh, um, yeah. okay. Um, that's the, nice. the, the more updated version of uh, of yeah. the character, he has that. He has those colors. Okay, that's awesome. That's like a little Easter egg. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when people are reading your book, they'll be like, "We heard that on the Nerdworld Order broadcast. Yeah. We know what that means now." Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, when I when I uh, when I go speak at elementary schools, uh, um, I, I make it. I make it. Uh, I was like, "Who can guess my favorite Ninja Turtle?" And I have the character. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> have the character up on the screen. <laughs> it's so funny because they be giving like, who is it? Who is it? <laughs> then I'm like, Michelangelo was like, ah. <laughs> awesome. So, so let me ask Joe and Alfonso because so, I don't know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Oh, um, I always favorite. like Raphael. Yeah, Raph is probably my favorite, but the one I relate to the most would probably be Michelangelo. You got to go with the series guy. Yeah, yeah. Leonardo, <laughs> the Cyclops, the Cyclops of the team. Yeah. So, so uh, Marcus, are you a fan of the Last Ronin? Have yes, you I, you know, I knew who I, I already knew who he was when yeah. when he announced and did the like, you know, who is the Last Ronin? I knew mm-hmm. it was Michelangelo. Yeah, I yeah. knew it because like, especially like, like you know how they was describing and how you know the whole the whole theory was like it had to be Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah. because know, he's a joker. Michael, he he jokes around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> More perfect. So, yeah, some of that jokes around it, a lot. It makes yeah. sense. Is is it'd be him? Yeah, because yeah. Michelangelo wasn't a he he didn't take anything serious. Yeah, no. you know, so if something that was tragic would happen like that. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense that he would be the last survivor. Yeah, they had to deal with the remorse and you know had to put that joking aside. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. my guess too, right away. I'm like, oh, it's totally Michelangelo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you mentioned that your brothers were a huge uh, influence in your artistic, like you wanting to be an artist or you moving forward as an artist. Mm-hmm. Are they involved in the book at all? Uh, yeah, they. Uh, I gave him a lot of credit um, because my my my. Uh, uh, well, he's the oldest brother now. Uh, okay. He um, he told me uh, at the time I, I was stu- I was stuck drawing. Spider-Man, Dragon Ball Z, Spider-Man, Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> still Ninja Turtles, the Street Fighters. I was, Those are all I was good always ones. Wrong. I would make up my <laughs> yeah. own version of Spider-Man. I would make up my own version of these characters. And he yeah. was like, man, you're good enough to make your own character. Yeah, and That's what you do, make your own character. And uh, I'm competitive. <laughs> so I was like, how dare you challenge me to make my own character? And so it took me, it took me a day. Uh, and crazy, crazy about it came to me. I know, like you, you probably hear a lot about how things come to people in dreams, but this is exact, exactly how it happened. Uh, I, I went to sleep that night, frustrating, complete, complete artist block. You know, never made a character, my, never made up my own character before. You know, what would the character powers be? What, you know, what would you know? What would this? What, what, what would it do? What was? Because what was, I, I go into like a wormhole, trying to think of this origin origin for the character i didn't even have the character identity yet so i went to sleep that night and i woke up around like four o'clock in the morning and uh no 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 i went to sleep that morning and i had a dream of the character uh somebody i heard i heard a loud scream 
Then I turned and I turned around, and I seen a character standing right in front of me. Right? Oh wow! Yeah. Then uh, the character pushes me out the way, run, dives over the cliff. I run, I run behind the character, and the character was, was saving uh, this lady's life. Then wow. I woke up, and uh, it was thundering outside. When I looked outside. Uh, I saw these, like, I love the way, uh, I'm terrified of it, but I love the way lightning looks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how it breaks the sky and then a lightning right, right struck struck a light pole and shattered it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Then I was like, I thought about, I thought about what uh, Storm from the X-Men said. She was like, lightning strike. Then that's how I came <laughs> up with the name. Lightning oh, nice. strike. Then I went. I went back and forth. The next day, I went. I talked to my brother about it. and went back and forth over it because I was just. I was like, you know, because I wanted him to be young. I was like, oh, I'm gonna call him Kid Lightning. Then I was like, I'm gonna call him Kid Strike. Then he kept. Then after he laughed at me a few times. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, I skipped a part. Uh, After I woke up from that dream, I I used to sleep with a sketchbook under my bed. Okay. A great sketchman. I sketched out the nice. character, and that's when I saw those stuff. Wow. You know, and he and he clowned me about how the character looked for a while, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kept changing it, but I kept going back to that original sketch. Then I was like, oh, I'm not gonna change. It. Then I changed it. I changed it. Then I was. Then he he loved the design. Then um, like fast forward, fast forward. I entered the care. Uh, it was an art competition that my English teacher entered me in, and uh. I grab. I randomly grabbed that same drawing that I was going to show a friend of mine because I was going. I was. I was going to make fun of it and laugh about it, you know. Then, uh, yeah, that same drawing of winning an art competition. Nice. Oh I wow! That was like a long answer. Yeah. No. That's that's, that's actually funny. really good. I really respect someone who has their artistic, like all your art tools, like it's right there. It's under your bed. That's passion. And I I respect that, man. That's just pure passion. When you decided you were going to like start the actual comic book and putting it together, uh, did you have something you specifically wanted to accomplish? Because, you know, like you mentioned, you're you're talking in elementary schools and, um, you know, like when I talked to you and when Joe and I talked to you, you, you can feel your passion and your excitement about the book when you talk about it, you know? Um, did you have something you wanted to accomplish or convey when you started the book? Um, yeah, I wanted to, I mainly wanted to create a dope comic book, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, mainly, mainly I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, and I didn't, I didn't, the main thing I didn't want to happen is, uh, let me start there. The main thing I didn't want to happen is when I wrote the book, I didn't want people to read it to I didn't want people to read this book and say oh he's kind of complaining about his life what it, you know about what he's doing you know uh then it's like um uh then I uh then I thought about like okay I'm gonna put action 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 here just to get people's attention mm-hmm. and I was like no then I don't then it's like I don't want people to to to, to miss I don't want people to miss what the what the what what I'm actually trying to say in this comics. Um and I have to give a lot of credit to my, a good friend of mine, Jimmy. Uh he he helped me out a lot as far as like um how how I should start 
his origin, you know. Okay. Um, and I talked to a few a few different friends of mine, you know, and they was just like, "Well, we're gonna do a, a comic book about, you know, where you come from, you know, because uh, where you come from, just be honest, be honest, and do it how you, and just get get your emotions up, write yeah. it down, put it in there, you know, don't care what people say." And just do it, you know. The worst, like, the you know, the worst that can happen is people just don't buy, it. right? You know, right. but at least you got off how you feel you honest about what you what you what you what you're doing, you know. So um, that's. Uh, I hope that answers your question, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it definitely does, I, man. It and maybe that's why for me it resonates so much because you know as, as far as i'll say musical artists you know my favorite musical artists aren't those who someone else wrote their music and they're just singing it um you know my my favorite musical artists are artists like uh i'll i'll just use like Eminem as an example right you know yeah. he's not rapping about uh his success in life he's mm -hmm. talking about the things that happened in his childhood you know like that first yeah. album and, and yeah. so I feel like when you're coming from your heart and you're expressing things that you need to get off your chest, that's when people are like, I feel this because I felt that way, yeah. you know, like when you talked about, you know, moving around, like that's what X and uh, Joe were just talking about like a few minutes ago. It's like, I felt that way before, you know, like X was talking about walking onto the football field and, you know, the other team, <laughs> you know, they were all crazy. It's that instant connection because you're not trying to you're not trying to make like oh this this is Peter Parker and you know he's all witty and you know he's some college kid. It's like no, this is my life, man. Yeah. This is this is what I need to get off my chest. That's yeah. dope, bro. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I thought about too is uh, <laughs> ever since I was a kid, I always put my artwork in people's face. <laughs> so i wanted the main thing i wanted to do going into the writing it and getting it out there is was i wanted everybody to be able to read it and okay. that's exactly why i didn't add any curse words or no oh, nice because nice. know, that's the first thing also people think about when they think about these inner cities like you know oh, in, oh this, this, this and i was like you know uh when i when i showed the first draft to a few people it was like oh Where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the curse words? You know, you should have them say, say this and this and this. I was mm -hmm. like, no, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. Like, you know, this is from my heart, but at the same time, I got to think about who's all, who, who might pick this book up. Right. You know, like I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't water anything down, mm -hmm. you know, but I just kept in mind that I want everybody to be able to re pick this book up. I want to be able to go anywhere I want to go. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been to uh I've been to so many different comic book adventures, you know. Uh like I've been to Christian comic cons, I've been to you know, some very uh uh nasty uh, no, I'm not gonna say nasty, but very <laughs> hardcore ones, you know. But yeah, and, and my book is accepted everywhere. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like anybody can read it from you know, from a toddler on up, you know, to a, somebody that's in their seventies or you know, sixties or seventies, you know. Yeah. They can read it and enjoy it, you know, and still get that. Still get. It's like it, it's 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 in that middle zone, so where, you know, it's not too, too you know, uh, too or too nice and kitty, and mm -hmm. it's not too you know glory like like blood glory or 
are violent or like it's just super, you know, you know, outrageous thing to where people are like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. You know? So I try to keep it there and still keep my truth, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man, because you know, when we were at your table, you know, I recall that there was uh when you and I were talking or the three of us were talking, a mom came up right with her three kids, mm -hmm. and she's listening to us talk, and her ear perked up a little bit. <laughs> And she's like, oh, you know, let me let me see what what he has going on here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like had she popped open that comic book and you had curse words and a little you know, yeah. nudity like that. Uh, yeah, she she wouldn't have had the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I feel like I could be completely wrong. I don't know this lady's, uh, you know, demographic or anything mm -hmm. like that. But but I don't get the feeling that she's ever been exposed to a brother from Compton and what his life was like. Right. Yeah. So you're by choosing the the methodology that you did where you're not going to have that nudity, you know, mm -hmm. and that profanity, you allow her and her kids to have a glimpse into what you went through, which otherwise she might completely pass up. So, yeah, yeah I love it, man. Yeah, I got to say, I, I appreciate that about you, man, because, uh, you know, the kids are where it's at. You know, they, yeah. they can always learn a life lesson from something that you put there. You know, you may have a message that you you can put out there that they're they're going to learn something from and. And they don't have to go through that same experience, you know. Exactly. And and too many people, they're all about, you know, it's like I gotta impress, you know, this person, I gotta impress my friends. But you know what? The kids, they're you know, they're the future. So great job, man. I, I really appreciate the fact that you go to schools and you you talk to them there too. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was at FandomCon last Sunday, yes, yesterday. Okay. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. Was that FujiCon or got the actual name? But uh, the lady was like, she because he asked me, you know, what's the age rate? I was like, you know, any age. The only thing it is, it just it do kept probably getting a little violent. She's like, I'm okay with the violence, but I'm not okay with the curse word because, <laughs> you know, kids can read <laughs> mm -hmm. and they go back. They take go. And she was like, my kid. I sent her made him read a book that had a curse word in it. And he and he went to school and repeated it. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, that's exactly yeah. why I don't want to come on the way Because you you know, to me, honest, you can hear it anywhere. But I still, there's still a lot of parents and a lot of people that even adults they stay away from uh, these what curse words are or nudity are. Uh, what's that? What's that? What's that? Over sexualized, over sexualized different things. Yeah, you know, they try to yeah. stay away from it. You know, I don't. You know, you know that's you know that's not me. That's them. You know, I respect everybody, but as far as my products, I'm gonna always make it to where anybody can read. Either my right. everybody, everybody can be able to enjoy it. And I'm still getting my raw. Give it, give it, give it to people raw. You yeah. know? One of the things that Joe pointed out was that uh, your characters sound real. You know, so Joe, if you could jump into that a little bit. That what I was what I was telling Alan was like when we grew up in the valley, it was not as bad as Compton, but we had our fair share of like young kids dying and violence and shooting and and killing. But just the tone of like the language is something that I was accustomed with because that's how I would talk when I was young with me and my friends and i appreciated that when you were writing it like that and one thing that i really like too is like how you you're talking about police brutality without talking about police brutality meaning <laughs> you're saying that the the police have the authority to go after all the mega humans 
yeah. that have powers. So you're yeah. addressing the police brutality against young black men in Compton without actually saying it. And unless you <laughs> yeah. you read it and you understand where you're coming from, you might not get that. Where I got right away when I was like, I, I like what you're doing because you can still pass the message out. And like to Alan's point, with the white family, you know, reading your comics, you can also educate them without putting it in their face. And yeah. and that's what I, that's what I loved about that. Yeah. You know, one thing that did inspire me to like really speak my truth on that is uh, uh, the X-Men. X-Men that, uh, mm -hmm. that was on Fox, you know, the, uh, even the comic books. Yep. Uh, I was more into the cartoons versus the comics. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I didn't get into comics until late, but you know, growing up watching X-Men, um, and shout out to Larry Houston. Um, oh, he's a cool guy. He's a cool oh guy. Oh my God. Every time, that was another geek moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm always running into him. You yeah. know, and always geek out every time. I got a little tons of pictures with him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, just watching that, you know, as a kid, and you see, I didn't, I didn't really notice, like really notice it until I got older, but it said, where it said no muties allowed, no mutants allowed, like on the, on the signs and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, of course you, you know where they got that from, but yeah, you know, just seeing that and really mm -hmm. like understanding uh, that there was, there was uh paying homage to the civil rights moment. So when, when I got to write uh, issue three, and really kind of dove into the world uh, and the laws and stuff. I thought about that. Then I thought about uh, like my circumstances and, and what, you know, how can I make, how can I, you know, also, you know, reach back and, and show, uh, you know, what, you know, people in my neighborhood was actually going through, you know, like the whole thing is stop and frisk, you know. Um, that's what I was talking about also, uh, references too as well you know then it's like the whole people was coming up missing i remember uh when i was uh 16 uh a friend of mine uh got put over by the police me and him got pulled over by the police they took him they took him roughed him up they took him roughed him up and they put him in jail for uh a bench warrant. oh wow and mm. <laughs> they they it was it was crazy, like you know. So it was so because he wasn't even in the system, you know. He was just yeah. in, he was just oh, wow. he was just there. Yeah. So, um, I hope I'm not like uh, not nah, go with it, bro. Absolutely, no, you're go good, with it, man. You're good, man. Not nah, go with it. I feel like you have a lot of Easter eggs that you're putting mm -hmm. into this book, where it's like. You can read it on one level, you know, kind of like Larry Houston did um, or mm -hmm. Chris Claremont did with the X-Men, where it's like you can read it on one level. It's a superhero story. Right. And everyone will get their superhero story. But, you know, I, I believe you mentioned Ghost Cops. Like yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned Ghost Cops, I was like, oh, OK, because one of the things that you said is like, OK, there there's good cops and there's bad cops, but the good cops leave mm -hmm. because the bad cops are the ones that are basically you know, they end up over overshadowing what the good cops want to do. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not like you spend a whole page on it. It's just a line, but it's yeah. like, boom, it just sticks in there, you know? 
And that's one of the things that I really love, man, is that it's like, it does feel like when I would grow up in the 80s reading the X-Men, you get it, but you just don't have to focus on that, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah um, you know, funny thing about that, I actually let an actual cop read it. And uh, I actually talked to him about it. I'm actually really good friends with him, too. He's a super cool dude. Nice. And, um, um, and one thing he said, he said, uh, these, you know, some cops make uh, make it hard to do my job because uh, you get you know you get the public uh, angry at you where you're trying to do the right thing, but it's hard. It's hard mm -hmm. because there's there's cops that make it also hard for the good cops. Mm -hmm. You know, then it's like you gotta defend yourself as well. It's like I, I command all of the ones that. That 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 also that really do their job and try to try to you know calm this calm the situation down. Yeah, you know, like and I get it because it's like it is hard. I'm not going to give away the book, but you know something happens and the cops have to start searching for someone, and you know they're they're putting together sort of a, a task force for lack of a better mm -hmm. phrase. Mm -hmm. And and there was uh, you know one cop that seemed like he was really. Um, like dedicated to helping people out, find out what's going on, you know, getting this thing fixed. Um, and I thought it was, uh, first of all, I was like, is this guy legit or is he like playing the long game? You know, I wasn't sure, yeah. but initially I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, because I feel like you're looking at it from all angles, you know, because mm -hmm. Compton just isn't, mm -hmm. you know, the, the younger cats on the street. It's not just the cops, you know, you, you brought in, you brought in mom for a little bit when she was, uh, you know, when, when Marcus woke mm -hmm. up, you know, you're giving it to us from all angles, but I like that you're not painting anybody in a particular light, you know, like, um, I can't remember which character it was, but, um, I'll say one character did something and another character didn't agree with it. So he just walked away. Um, I feel like that's the sort of thing where it's like, yeah, you're hanging out together, but it doesn't mean you have the same moral code. It makes you think, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, it's gonna be a lot of twists and turns, especially with those cops and with the two characters. Like, um, I'm trying not to give it away. <laughs> but, hey, it's your it's your book, bro. So you say yeah, whatever it's you your want book. to. We're you just, say whatever we're you just want. your co-pilots right now. You do whatever yeah. you want to. <laughs> but um, I love the like uh, like I mentioned before. I was a huge Spider-Man fan, and I love the relationship that Harry Osborn and Peter Parker had. You know, you know, of course, you know Harry Osborn ended up becoming the uh, Hobgoblin. Yeah. You know, um, at one point, uh, it's so many different various. He became the Green Pounder at one point. Like, so, uh, <laughs> but you know how they became, they became at, at some at some point they became rivals. They became uh, mm -hmm. enemies. You know, uh, you know uh, a woman came in and once once forgot where where Mary J Mary J ended up breaking them up. Then another one a story I read where. Uh, Spider Man, you know, Spider Man broke up the relationship between Peter Parker and, and Harry, you know. But I love the fact that how he had he they was real close in that development of them in the clash, you know, but still had that love for each other, right? You know, that, that 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 bond with each other, you know. So, 
Um, and that's like the direction I'm going in with these characters, uh, you know, Sergio and Marcus. You know, uh, issue two, issue two talked a lot about Sergio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just say I, I learned from Mr. Glass uh, in, you know, in the Unbreakable series that uh, the heroes and villains often start out as friends. So, yeah, know, I'll see much. how that goes. The best stories. Yeah. How so, many issues are out right now? So right now it's three issues out. Okay. Um, the fourth one is in the works because uh, each book talks about the development of the main character. You know, that's you know, because I wanted to show different point of views of people with power and what they do, what they can do. Then this fourth book, it actually talks about a person that's just crazy. Oh wow! <laughs> so <laughs> I will just leave it there. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, I, don't, I don't know if you guys got a chance to look through the, the big portfolio that I that I had on on my table. I don't think I did, man. I was oh, so, yeah, your yeah. your your table is getting mobbed, you know. If, if I'm <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you, so I was trying to not interrupt your business, you know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, issue four is going to be really interesting. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so when do you think issue four is going to be coming out? Um, maybe this summer. Uh, once the film is done, that'll be my first project that I jump on. Okay. Well, finish. Is it? It's like it's about a good fifty percent done. The, okay. the, the hard part is over this, the drawings. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, as far as that process goes, do you have a team that you work with? I saw, obviously, your lettering. It looks like uh, mm-hmm. you, you send that out somewhere. But as far as, like, do you do the coloring, the penciling? Um, so all those I, – I, so I do everything uh, as far as the, the, the sketching, the thumbnails, the – the scene, you know, the, the frames and stuff, the coloring, the lettering, I do everything. Uh, I do go back and get suggestions from people. Okay. And that's where, like, spell checks, uh, you know, how does the scene look to you? Like, because I, I feel credits, credits is credit. You know, you, you, like, I, I believe in giving, giving just a small credit to a suggestion. You know, like, I love people i love feedback i always tell people when they buy my books let me know give me your honest opinion if it sucks it sucks <laughs> let me know if it sucks but tell me why it sucks if it's good tell mm-hmm. me why it's good right you know, so the people that that the credits and stuff that i have in my book necessary didn't actually really necessary actually draw or 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 write anything but mainly you know you know gave me their honest opinion uh nice. Uh, I don't know if you guys have the. Oh no, I, I did see that you guys had this the special edition book. Where, I, I, mean, the, I have the, the extended. Book, right? uh, Joe doesn't have his yet. So, uh, my friend Don Walker, my friend Don Walker, did the did the cover in uh, Jesse. Uh, he, uh, he's gonna kill me for messing his name. <laughs> 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 Um, they did. They did the cover, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm competitive and selfish. I like to do everything myself. So, <laughs> so um, it took a lot to for me to yeah to have somebody do a cover for me. Right. So, so I actually uh, that I, so that of, yeah. Oh, that, here, let me pull it out. Yeah, I did not do that Kickstarter. I mean okay, that uh, okay. that cover. 
uh, kind of hard yeah, to see, but, but you know. it's it's super yeah. dope. Uh, obviously, yeah, you can tell it. by the style of it, uh, it's different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the characters that you have is Vector. You know, <laughs> and you talked a lot about clout mm -hmm. chasing. Yeah, yeah. Were were you going after like? Were you making a statement with that, or were you just kind of just pointing out like this is what people do and this is what people would do if they had powers? Yeah, that's what they uh, do now. Definitely, you know, someone would do that. So yeah. I love Vector. I, I yeah. love I, I, Vector is one of my favorite. He's not necessarily a villain. He's not necessarily a hero. <laughs> uh, no, I can say you can say he's a hero. Yeah, <laughs> but Vector is uh, he's that type where. Uh, he had to be in front of an audience. Yeah. Like, um, like. Hopefully, this is not saying too much of the book, but the part where he's hovering in the sky, you know, after he just knocked somebody out, he's yeah. hovering around him when the train stops and he's hovering, like almost like a god, like yeah. you know, embracing me type thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, in uh, in I don't know if you see, I saw that part, but he's he's live. He's live yeah. on social yeah, media nice yeah. <laughs> doing this chase, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> keep keep run, keep running. <laughs> the more you run, the more followers I get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. So that yeah. was definitely a statement to people that do these outrageous things. And this is another reason why it's already hard for me to work and and keep and stay on social media because you get. You get you become you get it's it's like a a tunnel that I got like a hole you just fall in mm -hmm. so much stuff yeah. so much so much distraction on there like like you know I, and I I command the people that that can work it you know but I, that's a skill mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm I'm trying to develop myself <laughs> yeah. but yeah. um but yeah people do these crazy wild things mm -hmm. for this for for clout you know yeah. they want. They want to be famous. They want to be, mm -hmm. you know, you know, fame is not worth risking your life or somebody else's life, you know. Yeah. So that that book was definitely about people doing things on social media just to get attention. Yeah, you know, just like you know, I don't know, if, I don't know if they still do it or not, but people trying to like jump in, jump behind a news a news anchor. <laughs> Why they trying to report report a crime scene or something like that? That's that's you know that that was like that was cloud chasing before cloud chasing. I said. Yeah. 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 yeah, running by doing the narrow run. Yeah, yeah. they still do that. Yeah, they still do that. Yeah. I think they were doing it like on um, in the NBA playoffs. They were doing it like people yeah. were running out there, you know, like on the basketball court. So, yeah, man. But a bunch of vectors. Yeah. <laughs> your vector. yeah, See, your now, now on the podcast, we're going to start calling people vectors. Yeah, yeah. vectors. <laughs> yeah. You know, Vector is a very powerful character that he's going to be like, as the story goes, you're going to see the darkness of him oh. and like how, how he's developed. Like, it's going to be crazy. Like, this because the full series is called, this full trailer is called Lightning Strike A Hero is Born. Okay. So, you know, Every book is that development, just like a kid growing up. You know, you, you learn how not to touch a stove, you know, learn how not to try to jump off, jump off the couch, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, you learn you learn not to climb on top, top of a roof and jump up to the next roof. 
something yeah. that me and my brothers did and we got in trouble. <laughs> so you learn these yeah, yeah. things as you grow and you become the yeah. man you are. So that's what these books are. That's what uh, this trilogy is about. You know, the character of viewing these different like, these different uh, people in circumstances uh, do each book, then that final book, then you see the then you see who who what what he decides to do with his powers. Like right. And I would say I can't tell you if he's gonna become a hero or not, you know, because even right now I don't know what I want to do with him. I just okay. you know, know that <laughs> I'm taking him to do these different steps just to show right. people, you know, the development. So, you know, and I love cliffhangers, so every chance I get I'm gonna throw a cliffhanger in there. Yeah, yeah the cliffhangers <laughs> are nice. Yeah, yeah lightning strikes a dope name, man. I, I love it, you know, because <laughs> it's something it like people recognize lightning strike, right? But it's also a name that like it it invokes or evokes power, right? You know, when yeah. lightning strikes something, there's power with it. Yeah. Uh, so it's like that instant, you know, this character is going to have a degree of power. Uh, but there's also a degree of familiarity. Had you gone with Kid Lightning or something like that, I might have giggled too. I might have strolled by, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, props on choosing Lightning Strike. I love that name. Thank you, thank you. Hey, um, let me let me ask you a question. I remember when I was a kid and I used to play, you know, games or toys or something. I'd always like, I'm gonna create my own hero and this and that. And I'd be like, uh, his name is this. And then I'm like, hey, so and so. You know, that doesn't sound right. Did you ever find yourself doing that? Like, hey, Lightning Strike. How's that sound? Ladies, right? Look out! You know. Yeah. Well, my brothers, they my brothers was my toughest critics, you know. So I knew if they liked it, uh, I was good. Even though they kind of made fun of me a lot, even with the name like certain. So it kind of, you know, set with them. I was like, hey, no, it's actually, you're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm pumped up about the book. Uh, and I feel like other people are probably pumped up too, Heck but yeah. it doesn't do any good if we don't know how to get it. Tell me everything we need to know to get this book. Contact me through my social media, LSComicX, or my 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 email. You can email me through lightningstrikex39 at gmail.com, or you can go to Amazon and type in Lightning Strike, Lightning Strike, a hero is born, uh, and I will pop up. Artist type in Marcus D. News and then all my you know stuff that I was affiliated with should be on there. Nice. And for those of you who will be listening to this audio podcast, uh, that's Newsome N-E-W-S-O-M-E, Marcus D. So mm. Marcus D. Newsome, if you're gonna do a search for him. Nice. Well, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh okay. I am actually I can say that I am disappointed that I'm going to have, I'm going to have to wait for issue four. You know? <laughs> yeah. Me too. Joe, Joe and I, you know, when, when we used to ride the city bus to go everywhere, we'd go to the, you know, the comic book store and on, I think it was Wednesdays back then. I don't know. Maybe it's Friday, but you know, if a comic book was, was coming out, it was, it was Friday. Okay. You know, yeah, we'd be Friday. pumped when, when that new issue came out and that's how I'm feeling right now, man. So, yeah. you know, no, no more talking with people on social media, bro. You got to get yeah. issue four out soon. <laughs> yes, but what what's gonna hold you guys over until issue four come on done is the short animated film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, you were that should be done you were holding out on that. You were holding out on that. Yeah. Can you, can you elaborate at all? Just a uh, little. A little. 
Okay, like, I can say I can say the the intrepid animated film. It it takes place where the character is a little bit more established on with his powers, oh. and well, what he goes through what he goes through is uh, uh it's completely gonna be crazy like oh like how can I how can I explain it I'm not giving <laughs> away like that's like, that's enough uh, man but I, I mean, took I took uh, all the elements of all the books and added it to the film so where. It's a it's a total balance in where you can like watch this and be like it still make you it still make you uh, interesting with the uh, of the book because it does reach reach and it really does reach a hint to the fourth book uh-huh. but yeah the 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 animated film will be out in a few like weeks maybe oh, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna be definitely doing a premiere of it. Because uh, it's mainly for the film festivals that's coming up. Oh, nice! Okay. Nice. Yeah, you gotta let us know. Definitely, yeah. definitely. You guys gonna, yeah. you guys gonna definitely be front row. Oh, <laughs> let's go, little <laughs> homie! I don't know if you guys will want to look like this at the screen. <laughs> get the net breakers. Uh. <laughs> you know what? We did that when we watched Spider-Man: Homecoming. So. If, yeah. It doesn't matter if if we're front seat, we're gonna be pumped for it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be. We're gonna have tickets for you guys. That's gonna be me Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The the one thing that I want to say is, Marcus, just keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. I'm, I'm I'm a big fan. The art gets people in. Your story keeps them there. Nice. And so just remember that. Like, so just keep, you. you know, writing the stories from the heart, dude, and, and, you know, the rest is going to follow. And like your brother say, don't listen to anybody else. Just do what you love. Yeah. And what you love is you can you can tell right now it's coming out and, and yeah. we're all about it, you know. So I'm all in. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!